Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome everybody. It is Nancy Ray, your host, and today we're going to be talking about evil people, all those evil people. So I'm excited to dive into this and talk about this because this is something that's also been coming up in um, my own interpersonal relationships as well as with a lot of my clients that are navigating some interesting terrain in relationships. So I have Oh, you know, a wide circle. So I want you guys to hear me when I'm saying this. A lot of the times when I share stories on here, I will um, change the genders of the people. I will change the dynamics. So sometimes I'm talking interpersonally about uh, a relative of mine. It could be a sibling, a cousin. Sometimes I'm talking about clients. You'll never really know because I'm really great at disguising and shifting it around. And sometimes I'll take two different stories and morph them into one to kind of share the principles. So I don't know why I'm feeling the desire to share that disclaimer, but I'm going to because um, if you're sitting there thinking, is this about me? Is this about me? The answer is probably not. It's probably really not about you. And the whole point of this is to really identify patterns and to talk about what we get to do energetically and then to take that information and apply it personally through the filter of your intuition. Always, anything and everything that I say, you always, always, always filter that through your own intuition and fill into what part of the message pings for you and is meant for you and supports you and what parts maybe aren't relative for you today. And so I want you to really hear me in that, that that's really what this is about. So Let's talk about evil people. I've actually never met somebody that is purely through and through every cell of their being evil. I do believe that that's possible, I guess, um, that somebody in this dimension on the planet chooses to, um, chooses to into every shadow aspect of themselves and then just keeps digging that hole deeper and deeper, just like we can activate our gifts and the light side of our aspects and just keep getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. I believe that, that someone could choose the opposite direction and get darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. And it is true that the brighter and brighter you get, uh, the harder it is to to go, to go dark. Um, you're just there and that's where you're living and that's where you're vibrating. And it would take a slow progression in the opposite direction to get all the way down to, to a deep, dark space. So as far as evil people go, I've never met anybody that is evil, that is all bad, all the way through and through. And this can be something that's very confusing and hard for people to understand, especially if you are somebody that has a loved one that's in a relationship with someone that's highly abusive, someone that is narcissistic, someone that you see as evil. You may, from your perception, looking at their relationship through the eyes of that person that you love, that friend, that sibling, whatever, you may create a one-dimensional perception of their partner as an evil person, a jackass, a douchebag, someone that should, should be, um, you know, locked away and forgotten about and have the key thrown away or whatever. That's so possible, but I'm wanting you to hear this. So this is for all of you, obviously, but there are some of you 
that have this going on right now where you've taken a person in your life and you've slammed them into a term and a generalization like bitch, narcissist, asshole. And you've taken this very multidimensional being that does have some beautiful traits that they may even be accessing occasionally right now that you're not seeing. They may have caring aspects, kind aspects, concerned aspects, funny, charismatic, light aspects to them that they do operate in occasionally. But primarily what's in your face right now is that negative term, that asshole or that narcissist or that sociopath, etc. Now, I don't want to minimize or say that those aren't real terms and that there aren't people that do choose into that with 90% of their energy and 90% of their personality. That is very real. That is very real. And this is going to, this podcast is going to be supportive to, to all of you. So this is going to be supportive to the person that has a loved one that's with a narcissist and just, you know, one dimensionally sees them and looks at their friend and is like, why can't you just get away from this person? They're terrible. They're evil. They're horrible. They hit you. They threaten you, whatever. Um, and this is also going to serve and support the person that may be in that dynamic where they have a relationship in their life that is highly toxic to them and highly subversive and help them understanding why they may be struggling to just break ties completely. And this is why you guys, because nobody, very few people, I can't say nobody, nobody I've met is purely through and through evil. And I began learning and understanding this concept when I was young and I had some very close family members that chose into some very, uh, illegal behaviors, like felony behaviors that are unkind and disrespectful and dangerous and, and all of those things. And it was very conflicting for me because I saw this person and I was like, they are not a bad guy. They're just doing bad things. And I know when you think about that and you hear me say that you can think of someone in your life that you love so dearly that you could say that about, there's a saying, you know, in, um, in, in some of the like aspects of Christianity, that's like love the sinner, not the sin. It's, it's a similar idea to that. And this can get very, very sticky and very, very hard. So I'm going to ask and request and just call in right now that each and every one of you just really bring your, um, divine light guidance system and guidance team in with you right now to help you sift and sort the things I'm sharing for your intuition and what's going to help you in this next activation for what you get to do to create healthy boundaries for yourself and for others. So I'm always, always the goal is for every single one of us to move into higher levels of unconditional love and acceptance for the people around us. And that does not, or will it ever mean that we allow people to walk on us energetically with our boundaries. That does not mean because you love someone and that you can see their amazing potentials and their positive light qualities that that again then gives them room to hit you or yell at you or gaslight you. Never is that ever part of the equation ever. And we can still love them and honor that this is what they're choosing for their path while still holding healthy boundaries. This is what I've been talking about a lot lately in my Facebook lives. If you guys aren't connected with me on Facebook, I'd love to have you go um, connect with me on there. It's just Nancy Ray, N-A-N-C-Y-R-A-E, um, and follow some of the stuff that I am putting out. We also have a Rebel Haven Facebook group, a private group uh, that's free. That's for, for all the followers of this podcast. 
Um, but in some of my lives, I've been talking lately about a lot of these shifts that are happening right now on the planet in these last two months of where we are right now, or mid July of 2019. There's been a ton of new earth upgrades and activations happening for people. And we're actually moving into a space where we have an increased capacity for holding this full spectrum of a person's aspect. So that means within, it starts within ourselves, where we actually have this capacity to, um, hold hate and love simultaneously. So for a long time, people have said, you can't feel fear and faith at the same time. That's just not true. We actually can, we can fill the full spectrum of it because as we start moving into new earth, we're all, it's all one, right? Eventually and potentially, and especially when we're operating and tapping into the 5d more and more, and we're creating this bridge here, we see and feel that it is all one. It, it is all one and the same thing two sides to the same coin and da, 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 da. So we're having this expansion happening where we can hold uh, love, unconditional love and acceptance for someone as well as healthy boundaries. So where we can actually love fully the whole spectrum of a person for a long time, like in the past, let's look at the last 50 to hundred years, people would only love certain aspects or things about a person. And they would have a hard time because they didn't have the understanding yet that a shadow in a person, like let's say somebody is aggressive, somebody is aggressive or has aggressive energy. That's the shadow side of the light gift of determination. Being determined and having warrior energy is such a beautiful gift and so transformational and so transmutative and powerful. It brings in change. It is, uh, you know, brings justice, all of these things. And when it's in its shadow aspect, it can, it can manifest in a, in scary ways. So we're getting to the point now where we're seeing that the shadow and the light side and the gift are, are one in the same thing. And we're seeing that more in ourselves and we're seeing that in other people. And this is why, my loves, this is why you see so many light workers or people that are more awake um, moving out of or being still a little bit stuck in but trying to get out of relationships that are toxic for them. Because they can see and fill and hold the full spectrum of a being and have compassion for all of the aspects. In the past, it was often talked about like it was such a negative thing. Like you're so codependent, you're so enabling, you're so broken, you're so all of these things. They're not, these people are not broken at all. That's what I want you to hear. You're not broken, they're not broken. If you have a loved one that's operating in this, um, telling them that they're broken, that they're codependent and that they're sick is not going to empower them to get the fuck out of these, these aggressive, violent, toxic, emotionally abusive situations. It's not going to help them. People get out of those situations when they move into deeper levels of honor and love with themselves and they feel more empowered. The truth is in a narcissistic dynamic, when you have a person that is not tuned in, so you have one partner that's not connected to source energy, they have no energy and no power and they seek to take it from the other person. So when the other partner is like really excited and lit up and happy about life, this, the, the partner that's disconnected will try to plug into them and suck that energy out of them. They'll belittle what they're saying. They'll ignore what they're saying. They'll put it down. They'll judge it. They'll whatever. The partner that is in this toxic space that is dealing with this pattern of narcissism, they are in so much pain. And we know that, and that's why they're inflicting so much pain, but you'll see them take the joy, the very energy and breath out of a room. It's, it's really debilitating and it's, it's very, very, very hard. And in this dynamic, what we get to remember is that there are specific contracts to learn and experience different things. And when this narcissist is manipulating this other person, um, 
they're taking their power away from them. They're convincing the other partner that they could never make it without them, that they would, they would be alone. They would be broke. They would be, no one will ever want you. They say these really horrible, dark things. Um, not all the time. That's the truth. If, if someone was mean and evil and dark all the time, they would never have a relationship, but it's those moments that they let their potential and their light shine that keep the other partner in an addictive way, holding on and waiting for there to be a change. And what started and rooted in love becomes very distorted as this cancerous dynamic starts playing out. So it is tricky and it's important that we honor and recognize and see that if someone is staying in a relationship that's toxic, it's because they are feeling totally disempowered like they and they've been told this, they've been programmed with this by their narcissistic partner um, that they can't make it. So they're feeling totally disempowered and they are not feeling the love for themselves. They're not feeling worthy or deserving of love. So as we build them up, as we build them up and empower them, they will naturally bring their environment into alignment with that energy. They will be empowered to hold healthy and safe boundaries for themselves and their kids and their loved ones. That's what's going to happen. So it's essential we recognize the power play that's happening and the dynamic that's happening here so that if you have a loved one that's in a toxic environment, you know what your real work is. Your real work is not to um, totally demonize the narcissist as as completely evil because that's never going to resonate as true for your friend. Your friend is never going to see their partner as completely and totally evil because they've been around them and they've seen and felt the light. And that's what's kept them here for all these years and days and months and weeks. Okay. So you get to let them know, you get to acknowledge, you get to acknowledge, yeah, your partner does have potential. Yes, they do have great aspects and qualities. And, and then you get to remind them of the horrible, viable things they've done. Because what happens is in order to stay in an abusive environment, that people go under undergo a form of amnesia, a self-inflicted form of amnesia to handle the trauma, to handle the abuse. They forget. And it's different than forgiving. They've told themselves, oh, I'm forgiving them for saying that mean thing. But what they're really doing is forgetting and making excuses. And so if you can help them create a list, create a list of all of the things that their partner has done and say to them, you deserve to feel totally loved and adored by your partner at a minimum 95% of the time. Talk to them about percentages. What percentage of the time do you feel safe? What percentage of the time do you feel loved? Because the truth is they're living 80 to 90% of their life in misery, walking on eggshells in a toxic environment for the five to 10% of the time when their partner decides to throw them a bone and be in a good mood and be kind and sweet and show some of their potential. So you get to show up for them. You get to listen to them process. You do get to remind them of things they told you. You do get to remind them, you know, write this list, reread this list. Remember, explain to them some of the dynamics of the amnesia and what's going on. And they can still absolutely love and adore that partner while releasing them through honoring themselves, releasing them and creating space where they are treated with respect. That's the key. That's the key is to set these healthy boundaries. And if the person in your life is not willing to honor and speak to you with respect, then you get to disengage and you get to disconnect from that and you get to, to put that protection in place. They get to honor that. They get to not be hitting you or they get to not be energetically or emotionally or spiritually hitting you. I don't care how nice they are the next day. I don't care if they buy you flowers or tell you you're beautiful or whatever. That does not matter. 
that's not relevant to this discussion. So yeah, this is a lot. I know this is really heavy for a lot of you. This is one of the heaviest podcasts I've ever done. And I want to encourage you that if you're in a dynamic like this, or you have a loved one that's in a dynamic like this, I want to encourage you to reach out and seek support. There are some amazing tools and resources and organizations out there. There are people that do coaching. There are people that do energy therapy. There are counselors. There are um, crisis centers and hotlines. I want to encourage you to reach out and ask for help. And I know it's so hard and I know you've been isolating yourself for so long. And I know that a lot of your friends and family don't even know how bad it is because you've been wanting to protect your partner um, and you've been wanting your family to love them or like them. But it is time for you to speak up and to reach out and find support. You aren't with an evil person, but you're with someone that is choosing to do evil things, dark things, and you deserve to be in the light all the time. You deserve to feel safe all the time. You deserve to be loved all the time, and you deserve to be respected all the time. And the only person that's going to make that happen for you is you. You got to reach out. You just have to be willing. Reach out, pray, ask for guides, ask for your angels, ask for these people to come in and you will be supported. It will happen and you can get through this, this darkness. You really can. So for all of you that aren't in those type of dynamics right now, I want you to take a look at your relationships currently and look at where you have been um, letting your boundaries slide where you've been allowing, um, patronization or disrespect, even in tiny little ways, um, and feel into securing the borders of your boundaries and having conversations that are vulnerable and getting the energy back in an aligned space. No one is purely evil. But oftentimes we make excuses for people and we do one of two things. They're either not at all evil or they're totally evil. And in that space, we don't really know how to manage the dynamic. So rather than focusing on the other person and what they're doing, I want you to bring it back internally. How can you love yourself more, honor yourself more, respect yourself more? What do you want? How do you want to feel in your life? Not what do you want them to do differently? Who do you want them to be? No, 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 no. How do you want to feel? Who do you want to be? How do you want your life to look and feel? Release the identity. Release the fact that you want your mom or your dad to be someone or something different than they are. Release that and instead say, I want the maternal figure in my life or I want maternal nurturing energy in my life and allow a person that is hungry and excited and delighted to hold that role for you to step in and hold it and release that individual to their own path. We can't force any one particular person to be anything. So release them and say, I want a relationship that feels like this, that feels aligned, that feels compatible, deeply compatible, that feels passionate, that feels honoring. That's what I want. And if that other person can't line up with that, That's the boundary. The decision is made. But what's happened for so many years is you've been focusing on what's best for them and how to get them to change so that you can feel happy. And instead, I want you to go make yourself wildly and amazingly and outrageously beautifully happy and then only allow people in your space that support that very way of being. 
I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you again soon.